Good afternoon and welcome to our weekly conversation here on 95.3 WLKR. I'm the Captain Chris Morgan, joined once again by the radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Tim Alcorn, talking about what's going on with the Cavs here this week once again. And uh, Tim, we'll start with uh, uh, the Cavs' last game on Monday night, a tough loss against the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Cavs were down by at least 23 in the second half of that one, but the comeback effort fell just a little little bit short. Uh, what were your overall takeaways from that game on Monday night for the Cleveland Cavaliers? Well, Chris, uh, first of all, thanks again for having me and good talking to the folks out in Norwalk on WLKR. And I guess when you look back on Monday, it's that old Western, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, we'll go in not quite that order. The, the bad news was uh, the Cavs, number one, lost the game, and number two, uh, dug themselves a big hole. They were down by 23 points, and it looked like, boy, Minnesota came in and just took over this basketball game. Uh, the good would be, again, the Cavs, even though they're in a hole, find a way to rally. They fight back from that 23-point deficit. Jetty Osmond hits a huge three ball with under a minute to go to tie the game, so the Cavs roared all the way back, but then Carl Anthony Towns showed why he's a three-time All-Star and why he won the three-ball shootout on All-Star weekend. Uh, he hit that dagger three to put Minnesota up, and, of course, they go on to win. The ugly, we've done the good and the bad, the ugly, boy, 22 turnovers, and that will come back to haunt you every single time. It was a season high for the Cavaliers, and when you're taking on a team like Minnesota or like Charlotte tonight, uh, offensive firepower, firepower that can really put numbers on the board. You can't give them extra possessions. So to give Minnesota 22 extra possessions on turnovers Monday really came back to bite the Cavs. So let's hope they take better care of the basketball and uh, find a way to knock off this Hornet team tonight. Yeah, turnovers definitely never ideal in an NBA game. But uh, honestly, Tim, I really think you could attribute some of those turnovers to uh, just the new faces, uh, so to say, that are in this Cavaliers lineup. Of course, the la the first three games uh, out of the All-Star break have been without Darius Garland and Karis LeVert. You've had the likes of Brandon Goodwin, who did have a double-double the other night. He's been stepping up on the offensive end. Uh, but I think it does kind of mess with that chemistry a little bit. And if you're messing with that, that can lead to some careless turnovers, especially in crunch time when guys aren't really necessarily used to playing with each other a whole lot. Yeah, Chris, that's a very valid point. In fact, you made two great points. Number one, uh, the chemistry, the you know the connectedness that they would have on the floor may not be there. And, and the other point that you made, what I thought was a terrific effort by Brandon Goodwin the other night. As you said, his first career double-double. Uh, he's afforded himself very, very well in these three games after the All-Star break without Darius Garland. He's had assist games of 5, 6, and 11. So for a guy that just joined the club a couple of months ago, Brandon Goodwin has really stepped up. But to your point, maybe they're not familiar with each other on the floor. They throw a pass, and a guy they think will be there isn't there. So that all comes into play. But what happens is for teams that love to score the basketball, like we saw Monday night, like we're going to see tonight with Charlotte, they want to speed the game up. And so when you're turning the ball over, that gives them the opportunity to get out and go quick, quicker than you want to, meaning the Cavaliers. So you have to find a way to minimize those turnovers. 
You absolutely do. And uh, looking closer at that game tonight against the Charlotte Hornets, of course, uh, they're a team, like you said, that uh, can score with the best of them. Uh, they've put up 100 and, what was it, 150 just a few weeks ago, right before the All-Star break, uh, putting up some big offensive numbers. But uh, hopefully, at least on the injury front, uh, did see that Darius Garland is listed as questionable here tonight. Uh, what have you heard as far as his possible return here this evening to uh, get himself back in the lineup here, Tim? Well, as you just referenced, uh, listed as questionable, so that's a step forward because the last few games uh, he's been listed as out uh, a day or two before the game. So I'm sure what happened is he went through shoot-around this morning. They're going to see how he feels after that. He'll go through a pregame workout tonight before the ball game. see how he feels after that, and then you know it's a game-time decision. So the Cavs are a different team without Darius Garland on the floor, so we'd love to see him back tonight, but that questionable status going into tonight's ball game tells us he's getting very close. So even perhaps if he can't go tonight, uh, Philly coming up on Friday, Toronto back at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse on Sunday. Uh, hopefully if he doesn't go tonight, he would be back by the weekend. Now, Tim, uh, looking at this Hornets team, uh, one thing that always stands out with them, at least when I take a look at their roster, they don't really compare size-wise with a team that we've got this year with the Cavaliers, of course. When all three of Lowry Markinen, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen are healthy, you've got the three seven-footers on the floor. I don't think Charlotte still has anyone in the starting rotation for them that's really pushing 6'10 or even 6'11. So that could be another factor here tonight for the Cavs, as I think they should be able to take advantage size-wise against this Hornets team on the offensive end. Well, Chris, they certainly did that in the last ball game. Uh, if you recall, the last time we played Charlotte was in Charlotte. That was that crazy game. Had the wild finish where Kevin Love ended up hitting two free throws uh, with less than a second to go to lift the Cavs to the win. But it was also the game where Jared Allen had just found out he had not been named to the All-Star team. And boy, did he come out with something to prove. Uh, he had a 29.22 rebound game the last time these two teams played. So perhaps it was fueled a little bit by his frustration that at that point uh, it looked like he wasn't going to make the team. And then to your point, Charlotte just doesn't have anybody to match up with Jared Allen. Now, I'm not sure he'll go to a 29-22 and 22 game again tonight, but uh, your point is very well taken. Charlotte does not have the size to match up with the Cavs' big three on that front line. We'll just have to see what the Cavs have in store for us here tonight. We'll have pregame coverage starting at 6.30. Tip-off from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse coming up at 7 o'clock with the Cavaliers taking on the Charlotte Hornets tonight here at home. With that, we'll wrap things up for our weekly conversation. But a big thanks, as always, for coming on the air with us, Tim. And uh, best of luck on the call tonight, and we'll talk to you again next week. Sounds great, Chris. Always appreciate talking to you. and. The folks in Norwalk and on WLKR, let's hope uh, there'll be a happy bunch after the Cavs game tonight. Happy bunch would be definitely good to look forward to going into tomorrow. All right, with that, we'll go ahead and take a short commercial break, and we'll have a look at your weather forecast after that.